Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Legendary Leaders. As we continue to work remotely, and we do the majority of our business through video conferencing, there are times that we are going to have misunderstandings. Hopefully, you haven't necessarily seen that in your business. But I can tell you that in general, it's happening. Um, You know, again, we've talked about this, especially in giving presentations, for example. When you can't read body language and you can't be in the same room, you can't use these tools of emotional intelligence that you have already learned and trained yourself to understand and know in order to then read that person and understand if you're upsetting them, if they're on the same page with you, or whatever, whatever the situation is. You can't read it. And so I'm finding that from time to time, team members are getting frustrated with each other, right? Now, frustration happens naturally. We're two totally different people, right? I'm different from you, and you're different from me. And so there's no way that we're going to get along every single day. I mean, think about the fact you're in a, you may be in a significant relationship. You may be married, okay? And if you are, you know that you don't get along every single day and every single moment with your spouse, right? And that's the person that that you've decided you're spending the rest of your life with, right? Or you may be living with someone. Same theory, right? You're sharing your life with someone. That's the most significant relationship you could have. And even in that relationship, you don't get along 100% of the time, okay? And so for people who have this assumption that we should always get along with everyone that we work with all of the time, it's just not realistic. And so that's the first thing I want you to, to realize. If you think that, you know, everything should be perfect in a working relationship with the people that you work with. You have to acknowledge that not everything is perfect all the time with your significant other. If, you know, if you're in one of those relationships or if you're not and you have been in the past, reflect back on that. Okay? All right. So first step is acknowledging that we're not always going to be on the same page and we're not always going to necessarily be happy with each other. Right? The next step is to understand what, what happens whenever you're not on the same page, and how do you get back on the same page? If we're in the land of remote video conferencing, and I can't read your body language, how do I know if I've upset you? And how do I fix that? Because we need it fixed, right? Now, I can acknowledge that we're not always going to be on the same page. But in turn, I also have to acknowledge the fact that I'm not going to allow those disagreements or misunderstandings to continue especially working remote because I'm not going to have an opportunity to run into you walking around the office or in that next meeting face-to-face, and I'm not going to have those chances. I'm going to have to take purposeful action to resolve some of these pieces, okay? And so that's why I'm talking about this because, again, as, as our world has changed, the way we, we interact with each other has to change, and it has changed. And so along with it, we have to be purposeful about some of the things that we may not have been as purposeful about when we work together in the office, right? Okay, so how do you figure out if someone's not on the same page with you? Well, hopefully, two of you have a a good relationship and they just simply tell you, hey, I, I didn't like that you called me out there. Or, you know, I didn't appreciate the fact that You said this when the reality is it's that. Okay, hopefully they will will come and tell you. Now, 
You can you read body language through remote video conferencing? Yes, you you can. I mean, through Zoom or Hangouts or Microsoft Teams, whatever it is that you're using, they should be on camera and you should be able to see them. While you can't see their entire body, you should be able to read their face. If normally they're talkative and they're quiet, right? There's something going on there. And so, in the same, all, all I'm trying to say is, in the same point that you would hope and would expect that someone would come to you and tell you that something is wrong. If you get the sense that something is wrong, you need to go ask. It's just that simple. Again, you're not going to run into them walking around the office, so you can't gauge it again. There's no gauging it two and three and four times like you might throughout the day in the office. You can try to gauge it on the next few meetings that you have, the video meetings, okay? But it may be a little harder. But the, the, the key point is that if they've gotten quiet, if they're not engaging in the conversation, if maybe they are saying things in, in meetings that contradict you or are challenging you. Just think about that. Think about all the ways that you have figured out someone was frustrated with you at work in the past. It's the same theory. They're quiet. They may be a bit more aggressive or confrontational. Not disrespectful. Hopefully not disrespectful, right? But normally the peaceful alignment that you all have had is gone, and now there's just this battling to battle, and that's usually one of the the key signs for me. Is it's not that they can't have their own opinion; they should, and it's not that they should be disagreeing with me. They should. That's the whole point of an active discussion, because I'm never gonna always be right, and neither are they. So together, we come up with a great idea. But when they're battling just to battle, or just to you know sort of disagree, and and they're Pushing back on what I would consider semantics, like no one really cares about that piece. Just, just, hey, if that's the idea you have, let's do it. But they're not being idea driven. They're not saying, hey, well, what about, and they throw it out there and everybody's like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. Let's move forward, right? It's very relaxed in that scenario. Now they're amped up going, you know, it really needs to be like this, it's in this, right? Like they're putting their foot down almost. And, and that's not typical behavior of that individual, they maybe it's probably a sign they're upset with you. So if you're seeing any of these typical patterns of behavior, and I've given you a few examples, but you know them, okay, you know them, those patterns of behavior haven't changed just because we're not in an office together, all right? So trust your gut on that. If you're seeing them act in those ways and they're not coming and chatting with you, then you need to be proactive and go and have the conversation with them, okay? It's just that simple, just like you would in the office, except you need to give them a call. Shoot them a quick note. Hey, do you have a few minutes? want to connect with you really quickly. Um, check out their calendar if you can see their calendar. You know, if they're if they're pretty frustrated and you send a note, they may say, yeah, I don't have time today. And, and on one hand, that's pretty good. Maybe they just need to calm down or work out what's going on. And maybe it has nothing to do with you. It could be something personal going on. And, and so that's why they need the space. But if they've got a few minutes available on their calendar based on you taking a peek, give them a call and simply ask them, you know, what's going on? You seem a little frustrated or, you know, things aren't going normally. What's up? How can I help? Did I, did I do something? Okay, so call them, ask them what's going on, and then ask if you did something wrong. Be, be purposeful and direct on that one. Did I do something wrong? Did I do something to offend you or upset you? Um, and then if they say yes, then, you know, remember perception is reality. They, their perception of what you've done is their reality. 
whether you intended for it to be that way or not, that is the reality. So you have to accept that. And and so I would tell you that from my perspective, I, I apologize. Hey, I'm you know I'm very sorry that you know, I made you feel that way. Okay, I take ownership. I'm very sorry that I made you feel that way, or I'm very sorry that what I said came across that way. I definitely did not intend for that to happen. Um, because all of that is true. I am sorry. I don't want someone feeling bad. I never intended for for my message to come across that way. Um, you know, and and all of that is accurate. So I have no problem saying those things. And so you move forward. Now, if they're upset because you you challenge them, if they're upset that you push back on them and you're doing something that's normal, then again, you can apologize because you didn't intend for their feelings to, to be hurt and you didn't intend to hurt their feelings. But then you walk in through, well, I understand. You know, I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I apologize for that. I need you to understand that when we come to these meetings, we're going to push on each other. We're going to interact with each other. The whole point of the meeting is to have active dialogue and challenge each other's thought. I, I never will do it to you disrespectfully, and if it came across that way, again, I apologize. I just want us to have an active discussion. And so what you do in that conversation is reset and level set what's supposed to happen in the conversation. And tell them right, you know, right then, it's not personal. We're focusing on the ideas. I'm not focused on you. Okay, now, one of the things that, that could be helpful in that scenario, and it's one of the things that I do regularly in face-to-face or, you know, conference calls. And that is I work to kick off the meeting talking about, hey, tell me about your weekend or did you have a good night? How's your family doing? We talk personal information right out of the gate. Okay, because I want everyone to know that I care about them. And I don't want those conversations intertwined and, and, and woven in to the business conversation on the call. Okay, or in the meeting. It's very important to me that we start off the call or the conversation and people understand that, that I care about them because I do. And I want them to see that immediately. How are you doing? How are things going? How have you been feeling? Right? Whatever appropriate personal questions apply, I ask those. I share information about me and my family. And we open the dialogue, building that relationship. All right? But once we've gone and we've had those relationship conversations in the first few minutes of the call, I will say something to the effect of, you know, hey, hey, thanks for sharing about your weekend. I really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and shift to the business side of this conversation. Okay, it's very purposeful that I go ahead and, 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 and signify and notify everyone that the conversation is now shifting to business. When, when you do that, now they go out of the, okay, I was talking about me personally. Now I'm shifting to the business focus. This is no longer about me. It's about the business. And when you can do that and you can shift that conversation, then there's a mental shift such that then people don't feel as though it's still about them. So when you're talking and challenging each other in the business conversation, usually people don't take it personally because they've made the mental shift to the business side of the conversation. If you have conversations where you're weaving personal comments in and out or personal discussions or things about them or their life, and then you're challenging parts of the business, they're going to take it personally because there's no clear line between the personal conversation and the business conversation. And when it's personal, you're talking about how you care about them or you're interested in them, and it is purposely personal, right? When you shift to the business conversation, it's not about them. It's about the business. It's about the task. It's about the action. It's about whatever topic you're focused on in the business. It is not personal. 
And you need to make sure that people understand you've shifted between the two. And they need to feel comfortable that you've shifted between the two so that they don't take it personally. All right, so if you're, if you're not making that clear line, then that's really important such that maybe you don't have to worry about reading did I upset someone because you've set the stage correctly for how you're going to carry those conversations forward. And then they don't take it personally. All right, so hopefully we can all do that and then we don't have to worry about, crap, did I, did I upset somebody today? Ugh, I did not mean to do that, right? None of us want to feel that way. We don't want to make anybody else feel that way. So handle your meetings that way. If you're moving forward and, and you're having trouble, and, you know, you're seeing those behaviors of frustration or a little less interaction or like something has gone wrong. Everything was okay, but then there was a shift in their behavior. Okay, and it happened through a discussion that you've been involved in. Then you need to reach out to them, have a conversation, apologize for how you came across and what you did not intend to happen, you know, apologize for that. Level set on how the conversations are going to go or what the intent is of those discussions so they can get on the same page with you and it won't continue to happen. All right, because hopefully the whole point of, the, of all of this is that you've had, you have a good conversation, not a conversation, a good relationship with that individual and they know who you really are. They know that you're a good person. They know that you would never hurt them in that capacity. It may be one of the reasons why they're so surprised and, and they're being reserved is because they didn't expect you to do that. And so when you circle back and say, no, you don't need to expect that, I, that I've done that because I didn't intend to do that and I'm sorry. Immediately it fixes it because they already had this great perception of you because you already had a great relationship with them. And they much would rather see you and believe that you are the person that they have always seen you to be. So go have that conversation and fix it and let them go back to the perception they've had of you, which is a good leader or a good business partner, a good friend, all of the above, right? Let them go back to that, but they won't go back to that without that conversation. Okay. You've got to clear it up. Um, I know a lot of people in life, <clears throat> excuse me, or in relationships they just think, oh, well, if I just avoid this conversation for a little bit, they will get over it and then we'll be okay. But let me just really, let me just nip this one too. If you don't go have that conversation, then the image they have of you will continue to be eroded. And it will erode to the point that they no longer trust you. They don't want to have a relationship with you. That There's nothing left. Okay, so you can't allow that erosion to happen. You've got to meet this head on, even if it's not comfortable for you. Even if it's not the way that you would handle it in a private relationship, you have to meet these head on in business because you can't afford for your relationship to be damaged or just rocky in a business, in a business relationship. I mean, your, your entire career, your business, <clears throat> excuse me again, I apologize for that. Your entire business is hinging on you having a good relationship and being able to move forward. You don't want to let anything jeopardize that. So you don't want this to fester. Okay, so my challenge for you today, because again, I always leave you with a challenge, is think about how you are interacting on those video conference calls. Think about how you are having a clear break between the personal discussion and the business discussion. Think about how you are reading your audience as 
as well as you can with a limited interaction and, and all of the body language that you're missing on video that you normally get in person. But if you find that someone has been quiet or reserved or acting differently, you need. I'm challenging you to call, have a direct conversation with them, apologize for, for the way they, you know, don't apologize for what they did. No, that's, don't do that. Apologize for what you did and, and how you never intended for it to be that way. Okay, because it's typically what happens. You, the intent, what they perceived is different than your intent. So apologize for that. And then get back on the same page. Level set. Here's what's going to happen moving forward. Here's how it's going to be. And, and realign. Do that the same day. Be purposeful. Own your part. Fix it. So that your team can maintain, you know, the great relationship that you've, you've already been having and that's been established. And then there's no undercurrent or any issues moving forward. You're back on the same page, running the business. You didn't skip a beat. And that's where you want to be. All right. Thanks for listening.